Hello, listeners. Before we jump into today's program, it's a new year with new goals. If your organization needs expert guidance to meet your culture and inclusion objectives, the diversity movement is ready to help. Email us at info at thediversitymovement.com and we'll work with you to create a customized plan based on your unique needs. As the industry leader in DEI transformation, we connect diversity, equity, and inclusion to business strategies and provide the tools, methods, and up-to-the-minute information you need when you're ready to create high-performing teams that deliver better business outcomes. That's info at thediversitymovement.com. All right, let's dive into our show. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm Katie Gable, Director of People and Culture at the Diversity Movement. At TDM, we focus on creating a sense of belonging for everyone, regardless of background, and celebrate diversity among our many identities. We invite you to take a few minutes to hear our values in action. In this podcast, I'm talking with a few of our employees about how they view our workplace culture and what keeps them engaged and passionate about the work they do at TBM. Kayla Sosa, co-founder and curriculum and programming manager. Kayla, I'm so excited you're here. It's like we're both here together for the first time. I know. In some weird, amazing way. Um, So you are visiting in town from Texas. Yes. But you have been with TDM since the beginning. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But I want to start with, tell me about your role here at the Diversity Movement. Sure. So I am Kayla Sosa, and I am the Curriculum and Programming Manager at the Diversity Movement, um, which means a couple of things. Primarily recently, that means leading development of our intensive curriculum program. So certification, certificate, leading the development of those programs themselves, and then also leading the instruction and management um, of those as well. I am a part of the content team, which means I also do a lot of writing, copy editing, um, and other things related to more of our written video, audio content. And then I also run our webinars. Um, so kind of plan the programming behind those, help source the panelists, write you know the full run of show, um, and then also help execute those. Do a lot of small things here and there mm-hmm. as well. So uh, managing certain video projects, um, helping with our micro videos platform, doing some admin here and there where my help right. is needed. So wear a lot of different hats, like almost everyone else mm-hmm. <laughs> in the organization yeah, yeah. does. But really, that that curriculum and content piece is is my primary role. The thing that I find so fascinating about your role is how I've heard it's evolved over time. And by over time, I mean, like, from the start, you are Mm -hmm. one of the originals and a co-founder of the diversity movement. Mm -hmm. So three and a half ish Ish years. years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, tell me about that evolution with your role, but also kind of um, from the perspective of your leadership and how you conceptualize leadership for yourself. Yes, absolutely. So it's 
It's really kind of a wonky story. So um, I was about a year out of college when I first joined Walk West as an intern, which was sort of our parent company for a long time. And I actually moved to Walk West as an intern because my first job out of college did not turn out to be what I expected it to be. And it shifted my whole plan of what I wanted to do. And so I joined Walk West, which is a marketing agency, um, as a strategy intern, doing a lot of research, persona interviews. But I had studied psychology and gender, sexuality, and feminist studies in college. And so when Donald Thompson, then CEO at Walk West, decided he wanted to create a diversity course, they were like, hey, Kayla, like, why don't you take a look at this and make sure we're like getting a lot of it right? Um, I helped project manage it. And back then, it was... Me, Jackie Ferguson, Donald Thompson, Kurt Merriweather, and also Sharon Delaney McLeod, all just sort of like figuring it out as we Mm -hmm. went. So it was a lot of testing and failing and moving forward. And I was just sort of playing in where I needed Mm -hmm. to play, right? So whether it was project managing the course or trying to budget or coming up with a a pitch deck for the course, things like that, it was just sort of like all hands on deck at the time. And what was really neat was whenever the diversity movement started to grow, when we said, okay, this is actually a business, Donald sat down in a meeting with me and the rest of the folks on the team, because then it was still just me and these more senior leaders. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, Kayla, you have a choice. You've been with us from the beginning. We really appreciate how you've, you know, kept us going, kept us on track. Like, what do you want to do at the company? Mm -hmm. And so content and writing and curriculum has always been something I really enjoy, where I was doing a lot more like administrative and project management stuff at the time. And so Donald asked me and allowed me to make that shift. So it was, what do you really love doing? You're obviously doing so many things right now. We're going to build out the team. So where do you want to form your niche? And so that's when I really moved more onto the content team, Mm -hmm. working closely with Jackie. And then... Jackie has actually played a huge role in how I view myself as a leader Mm -hmm. Um, because it's funny because we were just kind of talking about imposter syndrome. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, that I did not consider myself a leader, right? Because again, it's me and these four individuals who are, you know, been in the corporate space from, I mean, I'd only been there for six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Right. And I remember very specifically, we were submitting an application for something and I listed out the founders of the organization Mm -hmm. and I listed Kurt and Don and Jackie and Sharon and Jackie looks at me and goes, who's missing from this list? Hmm. And I was like, like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? He's missing. And she's like, Kayla, you're missing. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was impactful. And so that was the first time I ever kind of took a step back and was like, yeah, I did play a role in this business. Yeah coming to fruition. And Jackie's just been a champion for me ever since. Mm. She has really allowed me the freedom to choose the things that I feel really strongly about and really focus in on those, right? Mm. So kind of like Dawn did before, you know, every job's going to come with a few things here and there that you like don't love doing, right? Right. Like there's a few like admin things or emails or expense reports. But what Jackie does is she says, you're really doing these things well, what do you want to keep on your plate and what do you mm-hmm. want to, you know, mm-hmm. move? And so I've been able to do things that I never thought I would do, like this new uh, intensive that we're developing, yeah. right? It's a four-day intensive program on how to be a DEI leader. And, you know, a year ago, I would have never thought that I would have been the one to 
lead the charge on developing the yeah. curriculum or the primary instructor for it. But the diversity movements really allowed me the flexibility um, and the resources needed mm -hmm. to do these things that, you know, I never would have imagined myself capable of doing, especially right. as such a young professional. What stands out to me when you talk is this overlap of the cultivating of your strengths in this emerging organization and how that's helped you see yourself as a leader and overcome some of that imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe a young professional, maybe it's their first or second job out of college, and they're looking to the diversity movement and saying, I'm really curious about mm. that kind of work. I'd like to apply there, but I don't know. Am I seasoned enough? Sure. What, what advice would you give? Yeah, so I think it's really just a matter of being vulnerable and admitting mm -hmm. what you don't know. Yeah. Um, so like I said at the beginning, none of us really knew, <laughs> knew what we were doing, right? Like yeah. we did our research, of course, but, you know, it was the first time we were like dipping our toes, um, not into the DEI space, but into like a course development, right? Like right. we hadn't created an online course before. And, you know, we leaned on people that had done it before. Or we said, you know what? We tried this and it didn't work and that's okay. We're going to try again this mm -hmm. other way and, and, you know, we'll move on. And there have been several times throughout my career and specifically at the diversity movement where, you know, there's a new project, a new idea, and sometimes it just goes over my head or mm -hmm. I don't have the full context. And so I'll stop and I'll say, hey, Don, or hey, Jackie, or hey, Kurt, I, I don't get it, right? Like, yeah. I want to help. Um, I know you're expecting me to do X, Y, and Z, but like, I really don't understand this piece of it, right? And so just being vulnerable with mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. this is like really a rather new field and we're learning every every day. So no one in this office knows it all. Um, and so I think as long as you're willing to admit that maybe sometimes you don't have the answers or maybe you got something wrong, like it happens, it happens to all of us. And yeah. so, you know, figuring out what you can do next time or asking someone for help, those are really the critical pieces. That's so important that you're pointing that out. And also, as someone who's new to the team, mm -hmm. that the fact that that's being modeled to me right now by a founder of the organization is so impactful because it normalizes it for me mm -hmm. as a new person who's like, I'm still trying to figure my way around and should I be nervous about making mistakes? But what I'm hearing right. is leaning in with curiosity and being vulnerable to say, hey, I, I don't understand mm -hmm. this thing or, hey, maybe I did make a mistake here. That's exactly the culture that we're we're striving for. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it the reason I feel comfortable doing that is because it's modeled from the very top. Exactly. Right? So yep. um, Donald is the first to admit, you know, I'm going to give you five ideas right now and one might be good. Or, you know, I make a lot of mistakes um, I don't fire myself for making mistakes. I, you know, fix it, figure it out and, and move on. Yeah. And so um, I think that's that's a really unique part of, of being here is that we have leaders that are vulnerable and who, Absolutely. you know, walk the talk and really model that from the very top of the organization. Absolutely. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit because another really cool, unique thing about you is you moved to Texas yes. last, last year. Yeah, a little over a year ago. You are our sole and remote employee. Yes. How does TDM cultivate kind of that um, collaboration and community for you as a remote employee? Yes, absolutely. First off, I moved to Texas um, because of my husband's job, right? Yeah. So he graduated law school and got a big law job. And so I was really nervous because we were moving no matter what at that right. point, right? right. Like it, it wasn't 
a sole decision for me, but I was really happy at the diversity movement and I really wanted to, to stay here. And so I remember being really nervous to tell Jackie and to yep. tell Christy and to tell Donna and be like, hey, by the way, I have plans to move to Texas. Like, what does that look like? And so it was really a sort of unique experience for me because, well, one, I had worked with everyone pre-COVID. Right. And then I moved when COVID was still a thing and people mm. weren't in the office. Mm-hmm. So it was really just me working remotely, but now working remotely from a, a different location. And of course, there were still some challenges, right? So whenever I was in person and we were still remote, I would still come in for, you know, some big team meetings or video shoots or other yeah. things like that. And so figuring out how am I still going to be a part of those things from, you know, 1,500 miles right, away? Right. Like, how do we do that? And so I was very lucky that the diversity movement really made efforts to make sure I still felt like a part of the team. Um, So just one example is we have this owl, right, in our our big room, right? (laughs) It's like a little video camera with multiple different um, cameras on it so that when we have a big team meeting, I zoom in and I can actually see the whole room. Um, And that that makes a big difference. And then, you know, if we had a team happy hour event, you know, having someone send me a little something in the mail so that I could feel like I was a right. part of it. Yeah. Um, Jackie, my boss, is a great advocate for making sure that I still have, you know, several meetings with my team every week. Mm-hmm. I have meetings with Dawn so that I'm still, you know, getting to see everyone um, because sometimes, you know, we, we get so focused on, in on what we're doing that I don't necessarily talk to someone, you know, on the product team or the right. client success team. And because I'm not in person and have that, you know, hallway chatter and things mm-hmm. like that, it's important that I still have those opportunities. Yeah. And so it's really just being intentional from the company's end, but also my end on making sure that we maintain those connections and those opportunities yeah. remain open. Yeah. And, and putting, yeah, and putting people first. It's like but, yeah, putting, absolutely. Absolutely. Un- understanding that the relationship and continuing to build and cultivate those relationships has a business purpose and, and right. an individual purpose. Like the more you feel part of the team, the more you can put your voice in and the more we can gain something from having your voice there, even if it's 1300 miles away. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> and um, I think the reason that it, works well is that we've created a culture where you bring your full self to work yep. and a full, like and a part of my full self is having family back in Texas and having, you know, being married exactly. to someone whose job moved me there. And so just that, you know, that one aspect of, of being me where I had to move, it wasn't going to, you know, pre- prevent me from being a, a part, part of this yeah. because we want people to show up as their full self. So we want people to get married. We want them to move. We want them to have kids. You know, right. we are excited for everyone's life changes, like yep. moments. And so it's just that culture we created where we can celebrate those things. You know, even if we have to sort of navigate new territory and mm-hmm. figure things out, we're still going to, you know, celebrate folks and, and be happy for, for their different moves and yeah. stuff like that. And we're willing to navigate those things yes. together. Yes. Yeah. So as director of people and culture, I have final question for you. If you were to describe the diversity movement and our culture in one word, what would that word be? Authentic. Okay. Yes. Give me 10 seconds of what authentic means to you. Yes. I think it just means kind of like I said, walking the talk, right? So we have these values and we mean them. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like transparency, authenticity, vulnerability. Like we live and breathe those values every day. A lot of the time values are just like a poster on the wall, Mm -hmm. but we integrate those into every piece of what we do, whether it's interacting with clients, Mm -hmm. whether it's writing a content piece, it it really is in, in sort of our DNA as an organization to live those values. And it goes back again to what I said before about those values being modeled from the very top, right? Absolutely. So for example, you know, we, we put people first here, like you said. Mm-hmm. And part of putting people first is recognizing, you know, when someone might need like a break or they're having a hard time and need support. And, you know, from our CEO throughout the senior leadership all the way down, we say that, right? right. So right. like Donald will say, you know what? It's been a long week. I'm going to take Friday off, yep. you know, and models that and, uh, you know, make sure people see it. And so that way everyone else feels comfortable doing it. So again, it's just, you know, living those values from the very top of the organization That's right. and seeing them trickle all the way down. Yeah. Thank you, Kayla, so much. Absolutely. Andy DeRoyne, project manager. Thank you for joining me today. You are, like me, you are a new hire Mm -hmm. to the organization. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes and kind of what that process was like coming into TDM. But before we get there, tell me about the work that you're doing here at the Diversity Movement. Yeah, um, so I'm serving as a project manager for our products and innovation team. And I am able to use a lot of my project management skills that I've picked up over the years uh, and also learn a lot. (laughs) So I'm having a blast. Awesome. Now you, you come from a higher education slash kind of social work Mm -hmm. background, relatively unique to the skill set, I would say here Mm -hmm. at TDM. How are those skills being utilized or how have they been welcomed here at the diversity movement? Yeah, um, they've been very welcomed. Like I remember asking in my interview process, like, does everyone who worked there have a business degree? Because I don't. Uh, right. Like I, there's going to be a lot of translation necessary for kind of moving really into a very new field. Yeah. And so our values as a company are mm. like rooted in the same values that I hold um, and that I've been working for. So that has been like really a seamless shift of like, I know why we're all here. Yeah. Um, and we're all like living this out. It just, it, our audience looks a little different yeah. than um, maybe students or, or social work clients. And that the values fit is mm-hmm. such an important aspect of it. And I love that here at the diversity movement, we talk about a values fit rather than a culture fit. Yeah. Because that values fit is really where that alignment needs to be. So we're, we're driven by the same things and mm-hmm. we're driven towards the same things. Yeah. I love that. When you applied, you initially applied for a different role yeah. than the one you're in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did that alignment feel like between like the diversity movement identifying that skill set and putting you where that skill set could best be utilized? Yeah, that was um, a really cool experience, I guess, yeah. um, to be hired for one job and then doing a completely different thing. I don't know that I would have ever like applied to be a project manager in this type of role because mm-hmm. there's a lot of go to market. Like I learned what that meant three months ago um, and other uh, businessy <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, but it has been really, I think, a, a nice recognition of my skill set mm-hmm. too. Uh, and I'm able to do things that I didn't even know we're a thing, but it is yeah. a really like intellectually 
challenging role. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, and also Kurt's an amazing teacher. Um, and so I really also was a confidence booster to, to know like, okay, I got hired for this one role. They're seeing a value in me that Mm -hmm. is different than maybe what I thought my role was going to be. And so kind of moving into the project management for products is cool. I can do new things. And, And what I love about that is there's that recognition of you have all of these varying skill sets that mm-hmm. you bring to the team and utilizing your superpowers yeah. can help grow you, but also grow our products mm-hmm. and our innovation yeah. in ways that like if you were just stuck in the position that you applied to might not have been realized. Yeah. It's like a growth opportunity for everyone involved, yeah. which is kind of cool. Absolutely. So you identify as they, them. Mm-hmm. How has the diversity movement kind of through the interview process, the hiring process, supported you, walked walked through that with you? Yeah. So as a non-binary person, pronouns are, have been very important to me. It, it kind of feels like they're the kind of one thing I can hold on to right now because mm-hmm. like gender presentation is apparently different. So it, it's, it's kind of like one thing I can really claim. And so... During my hiring process, I put my pronouns, I think they were like bright green on the middle of my resume at the very top because I knew like I I needed to work somewhere that would at least hire me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even with my pronouns. Um, I was coming from a an LGBT student services role um, where I lived and breathed gender and sexuality. uh, And I was like, I need this in my next position. So I was really upfront about it, but also like, I mean, as an educator, like I know pronouns take time and that was part of the interview process too. People were like, you know, how, how are you, how are you doing with the, the pronoun thing? And I was like, we're good. Like people are trying and also people are getting it right. Like, I feel like I can bring my whole self to work, even if my mm. whole self looks like a woman, because I know that my pronouns are going to be respected. Yeah. Um, and right now that's, that's where I'm at uh, for my own gender. And it's a really good place to be with TDM being so supportive. And that goes back to kind of something you said before around when you show up as your full self, Mm -hmm. you're recognized, you feel more confident in the work that you can do as Mm -hmm. well. I don't know about for you, but for me, when I feel more confident in it, I'm actually able to produce more or like be more innovative because I can lean in in a different way and not be so maybe sheltered or Mm -hmm. nervous about showing that. Yeah. So- Two, two questions that I love asking from a director of people and culture okay. perspective. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. The first question, how would you, in one word, describe the culture of the diversity movement? I think authentic, because that was something that I was really trying to look for and pay attention to during the interview process was like, okay, where, where's the, where's the BS? Where's the toxicity? Yeah. <laughs> I know you and I had talked about that at one point. Yeah. Like, I'm not finding it. Yeah. This feels really fresh. Like I, I remember leaving my in-person interview being like, I don't care if they don't even pay me. I just need to be around these people <laughs> um, because it was like such a change. Yeah. Um, and it, that has been amazing. So I would say authentic. Yeah. So. What were the the things that went under authenticity for you? Like, how would you subcategorize some of those things? Um, So one thing that, maybe this isn't like a category, but one thing that really sticks out to me is Don was in my interviews. Mm. Like the CEO was in my interview. Yeah. Um, And and I was, I kept asking, I was like, 
how does this position fit into the company? Uh, and and like the position that I was interviewing for does not have a direct line to the CEO, but it really meant something that the CEO wanted to have a part in. And also he didn't drive that process. He was mm-hmm. just there as a, a voice in my interview um, and hiring process. And it was like, okay, so this guy like knows his team. Like he's intentionally built a That's culture powerful. of yeah. people that feel like they can be authentic and and honest and open and transparent. Right. <laughs> like it was like he was in touch. <laughs> so that was Yeah. Cool. And that takes time and yeah. intentionality. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, so my second question, tell me about your why in in the work that you do. Like what mm-hmm. what drives you, what motivates you? Yeah. And then how does that align with your work here at the diversity mm-hmm. movement? Yeah, I've been kind of thinking about this question a lot, especially with like a field change. I've been thinking like, what what's my 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 place in the movement? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty white middle class, very, very white middle mm-hmm. class <laughs> um, homeowner, transplant. Like, I don't know. Like my my diversity is my gender and sexuality. Yeah. Uh, primarily, when we're like listing out identity dimensions. But I was like, what, what can I do? Like, I can organize things and I can schedule things and I can uh, kind of be that project driver. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that is kind of one thing I've been thinking about, like, what's my place in the movement? And it's kind of cool, too, because we're the diversity movement. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess like that's that's my mm-hmm. why, because I want to be able to utilize my skills in a context that aligns with my values. And so diversity, equity, inclusion has been a part of my career so far. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely like not something I ever want to move away from. Um, And it's kind of cool that I've, I feel like I found like, okay, maybe this is a place I can. Yeah. And you, you can find that alignment very clearly with the work and your values Mm -hmm. and the organization. Yeah. Yeah. So my final question for you, going back to kind of our new status as Uh new members of the team. Yeah. What are some characteristics that you think the team values here? So if you were to give kind of advice or attributes to someone who is newly joining the team, what would those characteristics or attributes be? One would be to ask questions Mm -hmm. Um, and don't be afraid of like who you're asking questions to either, because even and I've seen this, like even Don will take a moment to kind of educate me on some piece of something that yeah. he knows I, I don't have all the context for. And it's not a like correctional learning moment. It's a like, I just want to make sure you have all the information that you need to fully contribute. And so definitely ask questions um, and lean into those moments. Thank you so much, Andy. Allison Bennett, marketing campaign specialist. Allison, thanks for joining me today. I'm super excited to chat with you about your role here at the diversity movement and get to know a little bit more about kind of what drives you and your passion. Um, but before we drive and get into those questions, what what do you do at the diversity movement and what brought you here? Yeah, so I'm um, our marketing campaign specialist at the diversity mm-hmm. movement, which um, is a really cool role because I get to kind of stretch across all things marketing. So I work on our website, our social media, um, our email campaigns, visual brand, and maybe my most favorite part is our webinars and programming. And I've kind of had a 
unique journey uh, at the diversity movement. I was hired as a social media manager and then my role like quickly expanded, Mm. which has been really exciting, especially um, as someone early in my career. I've gotten so much more experience with all different types of marketing. um, And I think that's that's a definitely unique experience and not everyone has that early in their career. Yeah. So what brought you to the diversity movement and what keeps you at the diversity movement? Yeah, so I uh, graduated during the pandemic in Mm. 2020. And I think like a lot of other people, I was kind of scrambling and um, just applying for, you know, I was going through LinkedIn, easy apply for everything, um, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, (laughs) But I kind of like to say that I I stumbled into this job and I'm, I'm so grateful I did. I knew when I graduated, I wanted to work for a company that was mission driven. Mm. I I find that I'm a lot more invested in my work when I I care about what the company is doing. And so that's kind of the happy accident of how I ended up here. And yeah, I think the mission driven work really keeps me. And then also like our team is amazing. I have a really supportive manager and I think that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like what brought you, it's kind of serendipity. You're here and then you're discovering your why and those values that you bring align with the diversity movement's values. And that kind of drives your work forward and helps you be better at the work that you do. Uh, So I have a little insider knowledge that you are rocking your job. (laughs) This is your first job out of college and you are just rocking it. So what advice would you give for new grads or folks who are looking to graduate in the next semester or two about finding that job that feels like it's a really good fit for them? Yeah. So so kind of like what I was saying before, I would not recommend going through LinkedIn. And honestly, I think I wasted a lot of time just mm, easy yeah. applying to, to anything that was out there. I would really recommend doing research into the open positions you see to find out about the company's values, the work you'd be doing. And then, you know, I've heard people say this a lot and I, you know, kind of rolled my eyes at it, but I think it's really true when you're interviewing, it's as much of you interviewing the company as them interviewing you. And I think especially early in your career, that doesn't feel true. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like you can, you know, ask those tough questions about the company's values that are important to you and and what work-life balance looks like and just some of those things. But I think it's really important that you do. So that way, you know, you're not stumbling into a job that maybe isn't a great fit. I think you have a better success chance if you do that. Absolutely. And as someone who does a lot of the interviewing for our organization, those are questions that I value hearing from people because they have that self-awareness of what they need to succeed in an organization. And it makes it so much easier for us to help cultivate that when we can kind of come to the table knowing what, what we all need and want in that position. One of the things that we do at the diversity movement is talk about how each of us are leaders in the work that we do. Before coming here, did you think, I'm Allison, I'm a leader? Yeah. Um, so growing up, I was what people like to describe as bossy, the bossy little yeah. girl, um, which we all know it's really just leadership skills. Just leadership. But, you know, throughout my young adulthood, I really kind of suppressed a lot of those mm. um, qualities. And starting at the diversity movement and and being here for a few years now, I think the company and the the people within the company are are pulling those qualities back out of me. Yeah. Um, Because 
everyone is setting an example and that's what's valued is, you know, to bring your ideas forward and to lead in that way. And so, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm more of a leader now and I'm more comfortable in, you know, sharing my ideas freely than I was when I first started. That's great. What are some things that have happened that you can say that has helped cultivate me as a leader or help remove maybe some of the barriers that you you had of kind of stuffing that leadership down? Yeah, I think there's a few things. The first is just how much the company values and like outwardly verbalizes how much they value leadership and like building those skills. And then I think also like there are a ton of strong leaders in, mm-hmm. on the team that are um, setting that example that just working with them day to day, having, you know, close connections with leaders in the company, I think is is really valuable, not something that you necessarily always have at larger companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but but kind of learning from example and seeing the different leadership styles within the team. So kind of that role model aspect. And then the company is always having professional development. That's, you know, very important to us. And so um, I think a lot of our trainings and even a lot of the content we produce um, is really, you know, teaching us skills, um, leadership skills. And I think that's been really important also. So it's really this holistic element. You get it kind of individually in conversations. It's modeled from the very top, but also it's in the work that we produce. So kind of can't escape this this opportunity to cultivate yourself as a leader. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing I would say is that I think especially uh, my manager, but, you know, throughout the whole company, there are a lot of opportunities to lead, whether it's yeah. leading a meeting or leading a certain campaign or project. And so even if it's not you're even if you're not in like a manager position, like there's still tons of opportunity to to build those leadership skills. That's a great point that no matter where you are in the organization. And I love the example of leading a meeting that might seem like something that doesn't feel like a leadership test or, you know, cultivating our leadership, but leading a meeting takes a lot of leadership skills and can help us practice some of those things. So I love that point of no matter where we are or what role we're in, we still have those opportunities. Yeah. So my last question for you, what's one word that you would use to describe the culture of the diversity movement? Um, I mean, it might be a little cheesy, but I think welcoming mm. is is really it. And I think that's the people and our values as an organization and, and the people we hire all share those values of wanting to build an inclusive environment. And I think we really model that and, and try to mm-hmm. practice what we preach. Not cheesy at all. I love that <laughs> word. Yeah. Thank you so much, Allison. Thank you. Brentley Wright, DEI advisor. <laughs> What's going Brentley, on? thank you for joining me today. I am so glad we get to chat. We've talked a lot, but yeah. this is a cool opportunity to kind of get everything on record that oh. we talk about. All right. Maybe not everything, right? <laughs> well, we got some good conversations. We, we've had some great conversations. So Brentley, before we launch into some of the kind of meat of today's conversation, uh, tell me about your work here at the Diversity Movement and what drew you to the organization. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for letting me uh, be here and creating this space. I'm Brentley Wright, of course, DEI advisor for the Diversity Movement. Mm-hmm. I lead our DEI Navigator program, which is designed for small to medium-sized businesses, just getting their start in DEI. 
and uh, giving them a roadmap and also tagging along for uh, additional resources, experts, and access to yeah. our wonderful company. And uh, what started me with the diversity movement was just um, looking on the website and seeing an opening, which sparked my coming to TDM, but I've been following TDM for about a, a year and a half okay. prior. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. So in addition to the DEI advisor and the navigator piece, I know just from our brief time working together that you are extremely driven mm -hmm. and you are motivated to succeed and you're pretty much like, give me the work, all the work, yeah. whatever the work is. Yeah. I just want to be successful yeah. myself personally and driving forward the organization yeah. as well. So ultimately, what are you looking to do here and how do you define success at the diversity movement you know i come here uh i already have success personally mm -hmm. my 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 family i've always wanted to, wanted to be a family man i have that husband father mm -hmm. we have a good life here i want to be a star so continue yeah. to push the brand forward where that lands me I don't know mm -hmm. whether that's CEO one day, whether that's an outstanding VP. Yeah. My goal is to do exceptional work here and be a star and perform at the highest level in my role. Mm -hmm. That's what drives me. <laughs> so part of that is kind of embodying the fact that at the diversity movement, we're all leaders. Mm. This is something that our CEO talks about all the time. It's something modeled from the very top. How are you cultivated as a leader by your supervisor, by your team, by the organization? Yeah, every piece of me as a leader is being developed in every way here. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. whether that is on the acquisition side and business development side, I get to kind of shadow and with our VP of business development, mm -hmm. shadow with our CEO. So I'm on those calls as well. Any other area of leadership, you know, my, my supervisor, who I directly report to, Jamie, is just outstanding, a wonderful sponsor, and mm -hmm. just learning her organizational skills and operational skills as well. Yeah. How would you characterize or what are the characteristics of a leader? And especially in the DEI space, since that's kind of where we're, yeah. we're operating right now. Uh, compassionate, mm. of course, mm -hmm. uh, empathetic, highly relational, and skill-based. Um, Say more about that one. Yeah, you, you need in this in this business, mm -hmm. you need high relation, of course, touch points. You need right. to be able to touch people well. Yep. Have a, tons of patience, empathy, but you need the skills to drive the change in the organization. Mm -hmm. And at TDM, we focus on the workplace anyway. So, yeah. you know, we are about workplace excellence. That means that you need certain skills uh, yep. beyond yourself to be able to do so for other organizations. Mm -hmm. That's such an excellent point and makes me think about what big challenges that you're observing or mm. witnessing in the work that you're doing, kind of in the DEI work mm. more holistically. How would you encapsulate maybe the top two challenges that you're consistently addressing? I would say context. Mm. Uh, every DEI leader does not meet the specific context and where they're trying to yeah. make change. Uh, so, for example, just on a call this week. We uh, were talking with an organization and they brought in diversity trainer, high level diversity trainer. Mm -hmm. It all went well. And then the CEO asked a question, how does this relate to my industry? And there's crickets. Mm. So context is everything. Skills is second what I see. Yeah. That prevents burnout. It, it also, if you have the right skills, you have longevity in, mm -hmm. the, in the business as mm -hmm. well. So context and skills are the biggest challenges that I see. 
That's great. And we, we get to work on both with our clients, which is the best part, right? Absolutely. No matter what that touch point is, we're always working on those. We're ready. Yeah, we are. Team of Avengers here. That's right. (laughs) So my last question for you, and this is kind of a selfish question as director of people and culture. I get this a lot in interviews um, from folks. What's one word that you would use to describe our culture at the diversity movement? Mission driven. Mm. Say more, driven. say more. Yeah, we, we are about the mission. Yes, we are a for-profit organization, mm-hmm. but we just dial into the mission. Yeah. And so however we can serve you, whether that's unlimited calls, questions, we're, we're for it. Uh, of course, we have, uh, we need the economics as well. We're, we're that type of company, but mm-hmm. we want to serve you more. And so whether, whatever we have to do in that capacity, whether it's talking with your team, right. uh, whether it's just having an extra call a day with you to make sure you uh, achieve your goal that you need. Mm-hmm. That's what we're about here at TDM. We're, yeah. we're about the mission. And there are a lot of pieces that kind of fall under mission driven. I'm hearing relationship Absolutely. as, as center to that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to skills. We're building those skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Brentley, thank you so much. Anything else you'd like to add? Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're interested in working with the diversity movement, We encourage you to apply, even if you don't meet all of the listed requirements. We want to have a conversation with you, get to know you, and learn how you can help further our mission of creating more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workplaces for all. I'm Katie Gable, and I'm excited to talk with you soon. Hi, friends. I have a question. What are your professional goals for this year? If you're looking to stand out in the job market, take courses by the diversity movement to gain a competitive advantage by incorporating diversity, equity, and inclusion into your core competencies in any industry. Created by our team of business and DEI experts, earn one or more certifications in DEI that will help you become a more effective, more inclusive leader and teammate. Visit thediversitymovement.com backslash courses to get started. That's thediversitymovement.com backslash C-O-U-R-S-E-S.